You're listening to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice, a podcast by two entrepreneurs at different stages of life, sharing real life experiences, managing a successful business and family life. It's honest talk about lessons learned, balancing family, faith, business, and personal growth on the journey of making our dreams a reality. Now, here are your hosts, Jerry and Jacoby. Hey, hey, I want to welcome you to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice. I'm Jerry here with my good friend and co-host, Jacoby. In every episode, we'll be bringing you honest conversation about what really matters and how to create success without sacrificing the things you love the most. And on this week's episode, we are going to be talking about the most influential people in our lives. And as we're dropping stories about who's influential to us, we really want you to think about who's most influential to you. And even more importantly, who are you influencing? Yeah, this is going to be a real good episode talking about the people who are most influential in our lives. So uh, every time you start thinking about influential people in your life, it starts to bring back a whole bunch of memories. And the other thing I also, my list was so long, I like had to cut it down. And so depending on where this conversation goes, I got a long list of folks that have been influential in my life. So uh, excited to talk about it. And then also just talk about influence in general. Like, what is it? What does it mean? And, you know, how do we possibly influence other people's lives? Just like you said. Yeah, it's, uh, last night, Holly had uh, popped her head into my office when I was kind of going over our notes and told her what today's topic was about. And obviously, my wife and my kids are on that most influential list. But because that list is so long, like I didn't know that I was going to bring them into the conversation today based on what we were talking about. But obviously, my wife and my children are huge influences on my life, you know, based on a couple of things. One, they're the most important people to me. Two, they're the people that we spend the most time with. And so they're definitely going to influence how I behave or how I act or how I respond. But that list has definitely started to get long. Super long list. And the list of influential people is always going to be the, you know, the people that you spend the most time with. The one thing that I thought about is I was, as I was thinking through, I just was thinking I was, everyone that you come in contact with is influential, right? And so every person that you speak with, every person that you spend time with actually has influence on your life. But I think the good thing to start thinking about is like, who are the people that you want to spend the most time with that are going to have an influence that are going to have an influence on your life. And so I guess one question I have is like, how do you choose or do you choose the people that are most influential in your life? Yeah, I think there's a combination of, of, you know, you choose or, uh, they just happen to be in your life. Like if I look back at the list who uh, of people that were most influential to me, now I tend to, uh, you know, when asked the question, who are the most influential people to you or to me, I tend to lean towards the positive. Like who are the people that have were a positive influence in my life and not just in my life. And so if you look at my list, like there's a couple, um, like my dad and my grandma, um, they were, you know, I mean, they're going to be in my life. Those are people I spent time with. But then I've got some people that um, I've chosen to be around uh, that are proven to be very influential in my life. Uh, and then on the 
kind of on the other side of that, there's a couple people that um, they were in my life only for a short period of time, uh, just for a season. And they've, uh, you know, as I look back, they were very influential on how I'm getting to me to where I'm at today. Definitely. Like the first person I, the first people I thought about is just like the first people that you ever come in contact with. And like, that was my, my parents. And so my first, my mom and dad are the first people that I actually thought about as being influential in my life. And then because of where I am in life and because of like where my career as a realtor as well, just having, you know, being an entrepreneur and then uh, having to build your own business, uh, just looking at my parents' life is even more influential on myself. And so I think you pick up a lot of things that you don't even think about with influence. And so that's one reason why I think it's so important. But my dad is like, you know, he's he's just got a crazy story, he, especially with all the stuff that's going on right now. My dad grew up in Midland, Texas when it was like still segregated here. And so he's like lived through that whole thing, segregation. And, uh, you know, just for one, going through starting his own business as a, as a black man in Midland, Texas is, is pretty wild. And so I got to spend some time with him whenever I got out of the air force in 2012 and I came and worked with him and I spent like every day with him in there. I just learned some things that I never knew before as a child, I guess you could say, and then becoming a dad and then listening to him talk about those things, just what he had to overcome. And it's interesting how you learn things through, osmosis almost. I think part of the reason why I'm such a hard worker is because of him. And it might not even be necessarily because of the things he said, but just because he's, you know, my dad and we've kind of done things together. He's influenced me so much just by how he used to wake up every morning at five o'clock and go to work. And so I never thought about that when I was a kid, but that's like what I do today now. And I think it's partly because I saw that not even recognizing that that's what that was, you know? And so it's kind of cool. So you went from uh, being in a home where your dad got up at five o'clock every morning and then going into the Air Force where you were told when to get up in the morning, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, my dad made my list too. And uh, if you listen to any of the previous episodes, you know that my dad wasn't um, a very positive influence in my life. I would say a majority of... The influences of my life were from negative behavior in my dad, but that had a substantial influence on who I am today. Um, but even kind of before who I am today, it had, I think it impacted my 20s in a really negative way in that I spent so many years in my 20s like angry, you know, so I had a temper and I would lose my temper and I was just, I was angry all the time. And that was based on the influence that my dad had, you know, you know, through my childhood. Um, but now I look back, you know, it helped me make some really good decisions, you know, in that my dad drank so much that I went, um, probably went 14 years. I didn't have any alcohol, uh, didn't drink anything at all. Um, and part of that was based on like, I never knew there was this idea where you could just go have a, you know, a couple be out in a social environment, have a couple drinks. Like that was never, that was never on my radar growing up. It was like, you were just going to drink until you didn't drink anymore. Um, there was no start stop button to that activity. And so I went a lot of years without drinking anything. Um, and then it's also, well, I think that 
that temper and my impatience does shine through. It does help me to, to try to fight that off and create it or create an environment that's a lot more uplifting than my environment was. Uh, so I was definitely, he definitely held a large influence on me. Um, and that's one of those things where your pride doesn't want to admit that. Like it's like, man, I don't want my dad to be on this list, but, um, but he is. And then that kind of led me right into the next, um, the next person on my list was my grandma. And she passed away in 94. Uh, and I just remember some, I remember spending really good time with her. Uh, she had a wooden swing in the backyard and we would just sit out there for hours and talk. I love spending time with her because when you were with her, you felt like you were the only thing that mattered to her. Uh, she wasn't distracted by anything else. That time on the swing, it was just me and her or her and I. And I love those moments. We had some great, great conversations. I really miss that. I actually just told somebody the other day, uh, we, I was on a listing appointment and they wanted to take this old phone holder out of the wall because their grandpa made it. And I'm like, you know, it, it got me thinking, man, I would love, I would die to have her old swing uh, just because we had so many great conversations on that. And she was somebody that showed me as a grandma, like, no matter what my kids or my grandkids do, I'm going to love them. She definitely was a pillar of unconditional love. That's awesome. That's absolutely awesome. Yeah. One thing I just, I kind of want to go back and just talk about one little thing like on this influence thing. So we both mentioned our, our dads. Right. And I feel like we were both kindred, kindred spirits in how we like go about business and how we take care of our families and that sort of thing. But we kind of had like, almost opposite, you know, upbringings, I guess you could say. What do you think that is? Like, because you can take one thing and have like how things went with you and then myself, but still come to the same, you know, kind of come into the same path of where you, you know, decide, you know, I want what's better for my family, or this is what I kind of see, or like what you're dreaming about, you know, have you thought about that at all? Yeah. So I, you know, from my perspective, it's the, I've never had the, I'm a victim mentality. Uh, it's always been this, the, I need to, I have a problem in front of me and I need to fix it. And that's just how I went about it. Now, like there are some similarities though, to our upbringing, like you're talking about your dad and hard work. My dad was a hard worker. I mean, he got up, you know, it's at five thirty, six o'clock. I don't know if there was a specific time, but he got up and he worked hard all day, every day. And he was a heavy diesel mechanic for a lot of years. Um, and so he was just always working. Uh, that's all I, you know, that's, um, that's kind of what I remember. Uh, even when he came home and he was working there, you know, I mean, he was, you know, drinking a ton. Um, but he always, uh, you know, I, I think, what do they call that? A functional alcoholic in that he, he always worked and he worked hard. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how old, how old is your dad? So he passed away in 2012, and so he would have been 60. He would, he'd have been like 73, I think. 73. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, my dad's like my dad's 74, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, that's one thing that I've kind of seen is like that generation. For one, they are hard workers, right? Like that is basically. And so my dad, that's, I feel like that's one thing I got from him is like, you take care of your family, you work for your family. And like, that is what you do. You know what I mean? And so that's like the one thing I take from him 100%. But I think that's good, man. The, um, the other person I had down was 
my my wife. And so Andrea is like the other influential person for me. I think partly because um, I just think she's an she's an awesome person. And uh, but she always she's challenging in a way that is not challenging. I don't know if that really makes sense, but she she's always trying to be better. She's always challenging what's going on, especially if she doesn't think it's right or lines up with her values or our values. And so uh, we have our story on how we for one came to, to know Jesus and came to came to be following Jesus and, and, uh, in that story. And she is like a big part of that story for me. Uh, it's a, it's a long story that I'm going to, I'll, I'll share on a different podcast, but, uh, the main thing for me is just that, you know, I think the thing I like for one about our relationship is just that, like I said, she's always striving for what is right and what she knows is right. And so when you care about somebody and you want to, you know, please that person. And then also like, since we're married, you know, you want to live your life with that person. It starts to bring your values together. And so that's one reason why, you know, I had her on this list. Cause obviously, like I said, my dad providing for your family, providing for your wife, and then, you know, kind of being aligned value wise is like really, I think a really, really big deal. And so. Uh, that's a, yeah, that one's a really good one. I, as I was going through this and I was, you know, had Holly and the boys on there, just, you know, like, man, they have so much more influence on you than, you know, than I guess I've thought about like on a day-to-day basis. I'd be interested to hear what you have to say on this, but I have, being that I have three older boys, like I think it's different, like, and, and they're, they're far apart in years. So like one's 25, one's 20 and then 13 and so they all are influential in different ways for me with yours being younger and closer in age. Uh, is that something you've given any thought to? Yeah, directly. I haven't really thought about it much. I think really the main influence for my kids, especially is just that they are, they're my responsibility. And so, you know, anytime they do anything or what they say at this moment right now, it's almost a, it's a reflection on myself and, and Andrea, I guess you could say. And so that's what I would say. It's like an indirect influence. And then, but it also keeps me in line because I'm trying to show them what I think they should be. Right. And so it's always on the top of my head as to like, okay, even if I know, I don't have a problem. I'm not going to say I have a problem not doing the right thing, but I guess the thing I would say is sometimes I have an we all tend to get lazy at times. And so one of the things, here's one of the biggest influences that it it all, I just have this picture in my head. Every time I leave uh, to go to work, all my kids, but specifically my oldest Carter, he loves to give me a hug and then tell me goodbye. Like he, it's almost like he has to be the last one to give me a hug and say goodbye when I leave. And he always waves at me from our front door when I pull out of the garage. And so when I pull out of the garage, he's waving at me, uh, you know, basically just like telling me to have a good day at work. Well, for me, part of success is for me to be, I would love more than anything to just have a business where I can help other people earn a job, earn a good wage and earn a good life. And then I'd be able to spend time with my family. And so every time I see him waving at me when I drive to go off to work is like motivation for me to 
build my business in a way where I can spend more time with him. And so that's, I guess, the indirect influence that I'm kind of, kind of talking about. And so it's like, I want to be showing him that I want to be in your life. And then I also want to show him that hard work, you know, can help you be able to do that. Yeah. So for me, it's a little bit different. I think with, especially with the older ones. So I got two boys that are pretty close to being ready to get married or I don't know, ready. I use that ready term loosely, I guess. And, you know, I don't know that it's something you're ever quite ready for. And I'm, I'm perfectly content and happy for both of them to get married. Well, in that, like they're making decisions and making choices that I don't necessarily agree with, but I have to sit back and, you know, not put my two cents in or sit back and let them struggle because I think that's the part that's going to make them stronger where, you know, Holly and I, and especially Holly, we want to swoop in and, you know, when we need, they need to do the shower this way and the wedding should be here. And we've got to think about this. And for me, it's no, let them make their choice. And then that is what it is. And so I think right now what's playing out is, was I influential on them or how did my, I was influential on them, but how did my influence impact them in a way that they're going to make choices that are going to be good for their family. And so it's almost, I'm sitting back about to witness, uh, you know, about to reap what I sowed, I guess is a good way to put it. And that's got its own set of, I've got my own set of nerves when it comes to that. So one of the other things that I thought about was um, also people that have influenced my life that I don't necessarily have like direct contact with or that, you know, you just you read a book or you watch a video or something like that. And so a couple of folks that I had on my list were Tony Robbins and Grant Cardone. And so um, one of the reasons why I had these guys on here is because they've kind of changed my perspective on things, especially Grant Cardone. I don't agree with him on a lot of things, but the way he challenges things and he goes about things, I think is, is really, really good. And and just to give you one example is like working and um, how he approaches like what he does in which I think we should be the best at anything that we do. And so I think he feels the same way, but uh, a lot of times I had this mindset of, if I make for one, like if I make enough money for myself to live or for my, just for my family, then I would be good. And so he challenges that in the fact of when people say that to him, he always asks them why they're so selfish. And when I first heard that, I just thought it was really interesting. He's like, somebody would be like, yeah, well, I have enough money for myself right now. And he goes, well, why are you so selfish? And I never really thought about it that way. And so that's one of the things that I love about him and just, you know, having those people that are influential. And then I was starting to think about how did he even come into my world, you know? And so it's because of the influence that he has and because he's pushing out, trying to reach people. And so uh, two things on that, like how did he become influential to me? And then also like my change of perspective and the way I think about money or how I help people or that sort of thing. It's really interesting because I didn't put anyone on my list that I'm not directly related to, and uh, and I didn't really give much thought to it on that level. Uh, for me, all my thoughts and uh, all came like right 
right personally affected me. I've spent a considerable amount of time with everyone on my list. So it's interesting to hear you go, you know, to two people that, um, you know, they don't know you and, but yet they've had such huge influence on your life. And both of those, you know, the, the common thread between both of those men, are they, they constantly talk about wanting to reach people and help people. They don't let the negative things that are said about them affect what they know they're doing positively. Yeah, they're on mission for sure. One of the other things I wanted to talk about was what is like, what is influence? So as I was thinking about this, I think influence is like the new currency, right? And so, you know, today we have influencers on Instagram, Facebook, whatever else. Well, we but even think, have people saying, oh, I want to be an influencer. Like they're like, that's their goals. I want to be an influencer. Or, you know, there's people that coach you on how to be an influencer, which really isn't a new phenomenon, right? The, the word is new and it's like trendy right now. But, you know, being an influencer isn't, uh, it's not new. It's just, I guess the way it's been packaged up is new. And so that's what I think is really interesting. And so I guess my question would be to you is like, what, how do you gain influence, like to influence people for one? And then what, how is that important to you? Yeah, so on the simple yeah, so the simple answer to this for me is I think influencing people is a lot easier than we think of sometimes, or at least a lot easier than I think. I've been really trying to be in consistent with sending people that are in my circle encouraging texts. I mean, simple things like, hey, thought of you guys today, just wanted to say hi. So, you know, there was the other day, um, it was a, a family that we know. It was a simple text. Hey, the, you know, hopefully this bars are good. The weavers are thinking about you guys. Can't wait to see you again. Boom. Just, just a simple text like that. And I don't think people are used to getting texts like that. So I don't know if that influenced them at all. Um, but my, you know, my idea is that I want to encourage them and it's authentic. I, you know, I am thinking about them. We haven't seen each other in a few weeks. And so I'm really trying to be consistent in, in spreading, you know, Right now, I'm using text a lot, um, just because it's it's pretty easy. So on the simple side, I think you can have influence over people uh, in that regard. The other thing that I'm trying to do to get some traction, like in my family, is I put my family on a group text. So it's the three boys, Holly and myself. And so like this morning, I shared something from my devotions with them that stood out to me. Um, every now and then, you know, like in its you know it's stuff like that, but it's also you know goofy memes or you know, dumb videos where I'm just trying to encourage that sense of community amongst my family, even though we're all in different spots. Like we, you know, I'll go, you know, I'll go two, three weeks without seeing Drew. And so I just want to make sure that he knows that uh, he's still on my mind, that I'm thinking about him. And so I think those kind of things can be influential. And I think that's on the real small level. And then it kind of grows from there. And in my daily, in my journal, or not my journal, but my, you know, my daily planning, uh, I have a box in there. It's uh, called intention. What will you do to make today great? And, uh, you know, occasionally there's things that get in there that um, are specifically for me. But, you know, I'll just give you an example of what today's were. So today's were be open and honest when recording the podcast today. 
you know, if there's something, occasionally something, you know, will come up on when we're having these conversations that eh, I probably don't want out there, but all right, if I think it needs to be said, then, you know, be open and honest with it. Then my second one was take, uh, so I'm doing some video recording for, um, you know, for the real estate business and to take that video stuff serious because one of the things that I, cause I want to influence Keegan, he's my 20 year old, he's doing my video and the video part of my business that he does is really important to him. And a lot of times he probably takes it more seriously than I do. Well, that's a passion of his. So I want to, I want to drive into that passion for him. And so the way I can do that is I can take it serious and not just blow it off. And then uh, be encouraging um, to any of my friends that I come in contact with today. Uh, be intentionally encouraging. So just stuff like that. So most of the time, you know, that box is I'm trying to think of somebody else, not myself in that. If I can create a consistent personality or be somebody who always does that, I think that'll create the influence that I'm looking to create. 100%. And so the, the thing that I basically drew from what you just said, and then what I was thinking about getting ready for this episode is like, I think influence, the way you gain influence and uh, you do that is just caring about people, right? Essentially, like what you said with your grandma, like she had a way of talking with you and making you feel like you were, I don't, I think you said the only person there or the most, you know, the most important person in the world. And so I think that is the key point. Like that's how you gain influence in people's lives is that they want to know that you care about them. And most of the time we do care about people, but we're not intentional, like you said. Right. And so the key thing is like it being intentional and then moving in that direction. And so like intentions, are good, but what you actually do is kind of the key point. And so that's what I have been looking at. And I'm trying to kind of adjust my life to is that I want to show people that I care. And then to show people that I care, I have to know what they care about. And so just asking them about themselves, what they care about and what's going on. And so I think that is like the absolute key, basically what you said. And then influence, if you have a good message, once you have influence with people, then you earn the right to basically speak into their lives, right? And so that's what I kind of think is the key. And especially if you have a good message. And so if you have a good message and you feel like you can help people, kind of earning that right and gaining that influence is really, really good. And I think it's important to be authentic in it. Like, um, I think you have to be intentional, but it also has to be, it has to be authentic. Um, people can read through it quick if you're not authentic. And so I think that's a big part of it. So you still, you're developing, what does your influence look like, but within you being your true self? Definitely. And one of the other things we had spoken about is like, also is who are you influencing? And then I would also think about, how you choose the people who are going to influence you as well. And so with that thought of, you know, being able to influence someone by knowing what they, their interests are getting involved with their life, basically like that and, and gaining that influence. I think a lot of times in, in the world we're living in now with Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff, you know, we see certain people and we kind of put them on a pedestal and we don't even know those people. Right. And so 
sometimes they can influence the things that we do or they, they can influence the things that we say. And I'm, I'm really thinking about this now because I look at what's going on in our world, especially in the United States right now. We all know the craziness that's going on and everybody's got their own thoughts with things. But there are a lot of people that, you know, for myself personally, every man is a man. And so I don't I don't put anyone on a pedestal. But I do look at certain people and I, um, you know, respect what they say and how they do things. And so there's been a couple of things that have happened recently where I've looked at it and I go, man, wow, that what that person said or did, they might not have the values that I thought they did or they could. I don't know them personally, but the point I want to drive home is that make sure, you know, the people that you are following or the people that you want to influence your life, for one, know about you, they care about you. And then also that they kind of have the same values that you have, you know, you can't just look on Instagram or uh, on the surface of things and actually know what people are about. I think it's important that we're intentional about who we're letting influence us. So that goes right along with what you're saying. Um, And that we're, you know, that we're really intentional about the people we put ourselves around and how they influence us. And the person that, uh, they, this person made my list, uh, you know, for a handful of reasons, but it was Kevin Ward. Uh, that's a real estate coach. Uh, Jacoby and I met through Kevin's coaching and he really made me see that I can be intentional about my life. Um, and so, you know, I spent 45 years of my life just reacting to life. And he was he really painted a picture for me in that, no, life is something that you can be really intentional about. Now, obviously you can't control everything, but there's a lot of things inside your life that you can control. And so you're ready to hand situations that are out of your control. And so that was a big thing. And he wasn't just talk. The thing that set him apart for me was that he, he wanted me to think bigger. He wanted me to dream. He wanted me to chase things, but he didn't just stop there. He gave me a skill set to get after the things that I wanted to do. And that skill set was inside of my profession, which is real estate. He gave me the tools that made me infinitely better as a realtor. And gives it's given me the opportunity to chase those other things because I have that skill set. 100%. And obviously Kevin's on my list too. Uh, list just got so long, but yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I uh, echo exactly what you're saying there. And then the other thing that you talked about, so we talked about who are we letting on our list, but it's also, I think the bigger question I would like to, to leave here thinking about is whose list am I going to be on? Like if somebody, if the people that are around me had to make this list, am I going to make that list? And that's not, you know, for a reason that I'm not trying to boast or, but that's who I want to be to people. I want to make sure that I'm a a positive influence to my kids and to my wife and to the people that work with me. I like that. Definitely. I didn't think about that when I was thinking about uh, the topic we had, but one of the things that I always think about is like, I want to leave people better off than when they first met me. And so I don't really think about influencing people, but I know it's almost like when we did the episode, you know, it starts with why. If I know that if I do the things that I have planned out to do, then I'm definitely going to be on someone's list. I don't know whose list that's going to be, but 
I know whose who's list I hope it is for one, like my kids and, you know, my clients and those things. But if you put people first and you care about them and what they care about, you know, I think that it all ends up taking care of itself in the end. Yeah, I definitely think. And I think it's so much easier to be a positive influence to people than we make it out to be um, because people just are not used to getting those words of encouragement or, you know, we're always moving so fast that when you stop to notice something that somebody does or says, and then take the time to say it, it, it speaks volumes to them. Well, this is one uh, I could go on and on about. I've got probably like six more people just on the list I, I wrote down and it doesn't even include the people that I didn't write down. But why don't we take a quick break right now? We'll get into our feature piece called Time to Invest. This is the time where we just give you a couple tips about investing in real estate. Today on Time to Invest, we are going to talk about wholesaling real estate. You, If you've been involved in real estate at all on the investment side, I'm sure you've heard of the term wholesaling. However, a lot of part-time investors or non-real estate individuals uh, don't know what wholesaling is. If you are not a full-time real estate investor, a wholesaler is somebody that would be a good relationship for you to have because that is a place where you can find homes to purchase off market. Now, what wholesaling is, is a wholesaler, good wholesaler, spends a lot of money marketing to distressed or off-market properties. When they meet with the seller, and uh, typically it's a motivated seller, could be an inheritance, could be probate, could be distressed like tax delinquent, the wholesaler offers a cash buy for the home. When they get that house under contract, now what the wholesaler is doing is the wholesaler is going to turn around and sell that contract. And so the wholesaler might get the house under contract for $50,000, let's just say as an example, and they may offer that contract to you for $55,000. And that spread between the 50 and the 55 is the wholesaler's fee for that transaction. Now you uh, as an investor are paying more to the wholesaler than the wholesaler is paying for it, but they've made the significant investment in tracking down the deal. If you have any questions at all about uh, wholesaling properties, or if you are interested in uh, getting lists from wholesalers as far as what properties a wholesaler might have available, uh, please hit us up. We would love to talk to you about that. Uh, I do this quite a bit. Uh, I work with a lot of wholesalers in the suburbs of Detroit, and Jacoby has a handful of wholesalers he knows down there in Midland, Texas. But even if you're not in either of those areas and you want some information on how to track down a wholesaler, please hit us up. Really appreciate it. And join us back uh, as we wrap up this episode. All right. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the feature there, Time to Invest. And so just to kind of recap what we talked about on this episode, we were talking about the most influential people in your life. And so Jerry shared a couple of folks and I shared a couple of people that have been influential to myself as well. And so what I would encourage you to do is as you listen to this episode or once you're done listening to it, uh, just think about the folks who have been influential in your life, what they've meant to you and reflect on kind of where you are now at this time. And then moving forward, think about how you want to influence people and the people that you're actually choosing to be influential in your life as well. 
And so uh, with that, we'd love to connect with you on our Facebook page, the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. Tell us about who's influential in your life or who you want to influence. And we'd love to have a conversation with you there. And then also, please leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, We love to hear what you think about the podcast and how it's helping you in your life and moving forward. So until the next episode, we look forward to hearing from y'all. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. If you walked away with something of value, we hope you'll share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast so you get notification of all new episodes. 